and welcome to another cross-examining episode of We Only Look <laughs> Thin. I am Katherine Weigel. I'm one of your hosts. I have lost over 120 pounds and yeah. kept it off for, I wrote this down and I'm not looking down six years, I'll say, because I'm not looking down. Yeah. Uh, I am a Tiny Habit Certified Coach, a Thrive Global Certified Coach, and uh, I am here today with my uh, prosecuting attorney. That's right. Donald Weigel, prosecuting attorney at law. Attorney at law. We have... Oh, wait, no. Oh, no, I was going to bant, but you you say who you are and what you've done. I, you, know, you know what's really funny is <laughs> I oftentimes start to bant, and then you're like, why don't you say who I you know, are? I know, I know. I was why just thinking about that. You didn't say who you were. You didn't say I, why you're here. Yeah. And I am I Donald Weigel. This, this time, the shoe's on the other foot. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so who, this who is Donald Weigel. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> Hi. Hey. I am a co-host of the show. Ooh. I have lost about 100 pounds, and I have kept it off for over five years. Congratulations! Yeah, my my six year anniversary is not till the very end of the year. Yeah, of, of keep of of hitting my goal weight. Congratulations well, on thank all of you. those things. But yeah, it, well, it doesn't make as much sense to just you know I've learned a valuable lesson today about not interrupting you because it would have made sense for me to, to bant the way I was going to bant, but yeah. we've now moved past it. Uh, so. Yeah, prosecuting attorney, Donald Weigel. Speaking of prosecuting attorneys. Yeah, uh, brought it around. In our neighborhood, uh, when we go on walks, when that's a thing that we do, there's a sign for a motorcycle lawyer. Is there? Remember the motorcycle attorneys? And they're like, we we had a conversation once about how we didn't know if they defended motorcycles or they rode motorcycles. Oh, yeah. Or... Yeah, 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 yeah. So... Anyway, yeah. but it was sort of like we were talking about also the Lincoln Lawyer books, which we haven't read, but we found no, out. No, I haven't just... read. Yeah, he like he like operates his practice out of a Lincoln automobile. That's why he's the Lincoln Lawyer. Yeah, if those books are good, please tell me about it because that sounds that doesn't sound great. But if they were motorcycle attorneys, do they just like give you advice on the back of a motorcycle? Do oh, they expect maybe you? That's, maybe that's their shtick. To they just, give they them, just, you meet them on their motorcycle. Like, yeah, they like sit on their motorcycle while they like hear hear whether they should take your case or not. Or you like actually ride? We go on a nice ride oh, together maybe. to go to the carpool lane. Yeah, yeah. And then you talk about no, it. No, we'll we'll get into this and uh, and investigate later. But first. We need a hummingbird update. Oh, no. I told you. Oh, man. No, I'm, I'm totally joking. I, if you've listened to this uh, show the last few weeks, uh, we've talked about hummingbirds at the beginning of this. And Catherine, like before we started recording, she said, I promise I won't talk about hummingbirds before this. So, of course, I had to bring up hummingbirds. Our last episode was very long. And I would like to extend a, uh, a thank you to Donald Weigel for editing it. And putting it together. You're welcome. And for the time that it took, because I went on a couple of tangents. Uh, and uh, But then I was like, I won't talk about hummingbirds, but I do have more things to say. And then I've sabotaged you by, by, by bringing because, up hummingbirds. Yeah. I don't even know if you noticed what I did. Do you notice what I did with, don't look. You can't look like I didn't look at our notes. Do you know where the hummingbird feeder is right now? I don't. I don't right now. The last time I saw it, it was uh, it was on our drain board in the kitchen because oh, you, you had washed it. I did. And, it, and there it will lay until the dead of winter in oh, really? Los Angeles. Yeah. Uh, Carla in Walt Place. Wolf Chum <laughs> was very concerned that I was actually okay. 
You'll have you, to go you back and listen to it. You mentioned last time that she wanted uh, that she thought you were feeding a corn syrup, right? Yeah. Which is very concerned. But she said something about uh, hummingbirds maybe preferring nectar in colder months. So I have decided to give up the ghost because it's been three weeks. No, actually, more than that. Since, since like July, yeah, that n- nary a drop has been uh, absorbed by we, a hummingbird. We are not in the colder months here in Los Angeles. It hit 103 degrees yesterday. Yeah, it was uh, not nice. It was, it was not. It not was pleasant. not nice. So yeah. I have. Uh, lay. I, I have put it away. It's dry on the drying board. I'll put it somewhere. I don't know where we're going to fit it, uh, but I'll, I'll put it somewhere. And we'll wait for another season because those rude hummingbirds were just drinking the sweet nectar from the flowers. You know, and you not could you could like here. hang it next to our bed, and that way, in the middle of the night, if Take I'm if I'm thirsty, <laughs> Capri Sun it. Yeah, exactly. We can we can fill it with Capri Sun and some straws, and and I'll just have that. Dude, why don't we just get those hat helmet things with the two beer cans with the straw? <laughs> That's even better. But you could get one to lay flat on your face, almost oh, like an alien better. face sucker thing. Yeah. Uh, so that the beer cans or the, the Capri Suns could stick to your face. I think I think these are all- we, we won't choke. We only look thin products that we're going to have oh, to sell on, on, TV. on our website. Uh, at the end of the show, we'll promote them. Yeah, but why? Okay, we're going to change the tune now. Yeah, uh, let's let's be, get into the actual. Content what are we actually about? We so it, you know this is episode uh, two hundred and ninety six <gasps> of the show. What? And and so you know we still have a bit of a ways to go to episode three hundred, but we're we're kind of counting down in a way to episode three hundred, and and then a few weeks after that to the six year anniversary of this show. Holy smokes! And six so, years though. Yeah, six years of doing this oh podcast. My gosh. I know, and that. You know, also six years of uh, keeping weight off. Like, I think it's really funny that I thought I should start a podcast, like, just after I had basically hit my goal weight. Like, I really thought I knew what I was doing at that point. And, like, it worked out. Yeah. It worked out. Yeah, it and I out. Think, it's good. And I think that that we gave good advice back in the early days of the show. But I think we've also learned a lot over the last uh, six years of doing this podcast. Almost six years of doing this podcast. And I think that we decided it might be a good time to look back and reflect upon the differences, essentially the differences between like what we thought in the early days, like, you know, as far as seven, eight years ago, almost eight years ago, when, when we really started to lose weight and, and down this particular path, uh, and now, and, you know, we hit our goal weights about, you know, five years ago and now. Yeah, I, it's really, I'm actually having a hard time accounting for these last, uh, seven years that this has been happening. It feels like only yesterday. Yeah. But, uh, but many things have changed, like Donald said. And I think, uh, reflecting, like mirrors might reflect things. Uh, and we both have reflections, which means we're not vampires. Yeah. Basically, so in early, in early 2016, I guess, right? I was, uh, or was it 2015? I started January of 2016. And then you, uh, yeah, I was at the highest weight of my life. Uh, you know, a hundred pounds heavier than I am right now, roughly. Um, and you know, I got a diabetes diagnosis. In, you were super stoked about in, like, it. March of that year. And yeah, I thought my life was over. I thought that, you know, the end of the joy was happening. And, um, you know, I don't, 
this might not mean anything to some people, but like my A1C was eight eight point five back then, which is really high. And uh, that's a lot of them. Yeah, I have gotten it down to five point four, uh, and through through diet which and exercise, which is more good. Yeah, which is more good. That's basically that's just inside the you don't have diabetes range. You know, even though technically you always have it. Yeah. So um, so we decided that we would uh, cross-examine one another or cro- – what did I say at the beginning? Yeah, Cross- cross-examine. Did yeah. I say cross-examine? You I did. thought I was I – yeah. I was going to say cross-examine. And cross- that's, I'm the prosecuting attorney and you're on trial. I'm on trial. Your whole, whole – this whole system is on trial. Well, the thing is with, with all of this, uh, I haven't gone back to listen to our very early episodes because I don't want to is basically like I, I have a boundary there where I just don't want to know what I sounded like or what things I said. But I do remember some things about how I used to feel generally and how I feel now. And I think part of us doing this uh, episode, which is – say we're going to question one another yeah. and examine uh, our answers because they're different uh, but it really to reflect on how we have changed and uh, what what new things we can impart upon our listeners if you're new to the show welcome bienvenue um, but for us all of this is about examining our lives and like we went through what did like my whole twenties and thirties gamifying weight loss and weight gain. And it wasn't until both of us were in our forties that we really got serious about it and being able to, after all of this time, sort of reflect on some things that have changed even in the maintenance process. Like there's, there's a lot that's changed, even though we say things are the same. We live where we used to live, which is where we still live. So we didn't, <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> like we still have the same, you know, concerns and, and, and ups and downs, uh, but some things have changed. So we're going to cross-examine one another and get some answers. So I believe that you have the first question. Your honor. Um, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so I have the first one. So Ladies we're gonna... and gentlemen of the jury. So we are going to go through some questions. We'll see how many we get to, how, ma- how many we feel like, and see. Uh, and I'm interested to see. I tried not to look at Donald's too much, so hopefully we'll get some new information from one another to deepen our relationship as podcasters and, uh, and married people. Yes, yes, indeed. And uh, hopefully we'll enrich the lives of the listeners as well. Yeah. Okay, so I will go first. Uh, so this was this was one when we when we came up with it. I'll I'll go first. I'm trying to find it actually. Okay. Uh, the the first question is, what is one thing about which you have changed your tune? <laughs> uh, I don't like ending. Do sentences. you want to say that like a normal person? Sure. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, I don't like ending sentences with prepositions. Uh, what uh, what has changed? What About's have, not a preposition, isn't it? No. Uh huh. Okay. Well, then never mind. I have no problem with the <laughs> sentence. Uh, what is something that you have changed your tune about? Well, let like, me w- tell you. What's different? Let's yeah. Yeah. Tell me. Uh, I I think one thing is um, I still I still believe, and I think it was it was really groundbreaking for me um, thinking about the fact that there is no finish line that. You know, a mistake that I made over and over again was to think that I could go on a diet for a, a you know finite period of time, and then as soon as I hit a weight, I could go back to doing what yeah. I did before. That that you know, and realizing that the real um, key to this was to make a sustainable change to my life and to make you know make my health and fitness and and my and my goal weight an actual priority in my life. That part. I still believe in the the part. I think that um, people have misinterpreted what we've said about there is no finish line, and um, that 
they believe that that is an excuse to not get started. Yeah. You know, because if there's no finish line, then then why should I start? And and that is not at all what we mean. But furthermore, I've changed my tune about the idea that um, I used to say that, you know, do something that you could do forever. Yeah. Like, and that that has not turned out to be the exact same thing forever, but just rather, I like to rephrase it now and say, do something that you don't hate, <laughs> you know, do something that you're going to be able to, to do without like regret and without like disdaining that you're doing it, you know, whatever, whether that's exercise or the food you're eating or, or whatever it is. Well, and I think I got that. And, and this was, this was also, we have similar answers. Um, the thing that I used to say, and because of what I heard was only do what you can do forever. And I feel like that is, uh, that is sort of oversimplifying the situation. Yeah. What it really is, is do what you can do based on the current season of life that you're in. Because before I would say, oh, well, I was doing couch to 5K and I really liked it and I liked running and only do what you can do forever. And then my hips started hurting and my knees started hurting. And then I felt defeated because like, well, I thought that this was something I can do forever and now life is ruined because now I can't run. Right. Based on that season, running worked for me. And now, based on my age and perimenopause and lots of other factors and my, my hips hurting and stuff like that, running really isn't an option for me. But what is an option is physical activity. And I'm not – I don't identify as a runner but as someone who is physically active. So I think that that transitioning from only what you can do forever to – do what you can do that makes sense in the season you're in, whether that's a literal season, a job change, an injury, a like home circumstance change. Our daughter started going to school magically. How, how did it happen? I don't know. Uh, (laughs) We have like a two hour commute now each day for school instead of a five minute walk to and from school. So those circumstances are big changes. So paying attention to that, do what you can do based on this literal season, your commute, family. I think that has been a big relief for me because it's not like, well, I thought I could do it forever and I can't. So that obviously means I'm broken and I can never work out. That's not or like or lose weight. It's more adaptable. Yeah, absolutely. Um, is there uh, so that was kind of my answer, which you also uh, felt the <laughs> you same surped. way about. Yeah, you, you served. Uh, was there anything, um, anything that that you know, an answer for that question for you? Is there anything you've changed your tune about? Well, yes. Besides and what you to, just said, <laughs> to go back to your first point about the the finish line, also, and yeah. that sort of you know never starting because there's never uh, there's never an end. Is that those daily investments really do add up and matter? Because if we, it's you know, I, I think I've talked about it before of those investments. Thinking of it like a retirement fund, the later you start investing, the less compounding interest you have on the investments. Just Google a TED Talk on it. I won't go into it. But it's like (laughs) I started investing in a 401k when I was 18 years old. It might have only been $5 a week or a paycheck. Yeah. But over decades, because I'm considerably older now, but over decades, that compounding interest has paid off to a a tidy sum, which – you're the co-owner of, I suppose. But it's like if I just say like, you know what? I'll start working out when I retire. Yeah. I'll start working out 
after this, after that, after that, suddenly all those small investments you could have been making each day, that one coin loophole that we talk about, yeah. every coin leads toward wealth and every choice we make leads towards wealth. So every cookie matters, every day matters. So I think that's uh, that's where I changed my tune. Yeah. And I mean, that's that's part of what Tiny Habits is all about too. And yeah, I, I honestly, I tell young people whenever I have a chance. Oh, it's so weird thinking I, of youngsters. I know. I People in their 20s, I tell them if there's one piece of advice it is to like if it's even only a dollar if it's 50 cents if it's five dollars like put something in a savings account that you pretend that you don't have yeah just do that every single time you get paid and and like have that money for a rainy day slash like if you keep doing that until you're in your 50s you'll have like some real money like saved up and the same thing is true for for weight loss and fitness yeah Okay, so if I had cross-examined myself on this, I know you just asked me what I would say, but <laughs> but I think the really big one, and this is, you know, the maybe even the more important one for me is that I remember an episode super early on where I talked about my scream weight or the weight at which oh, I knew yeah. that it was like the danger weight, like all is yeah, lost. Yeah, I, I used to have a scream weight also, <laughs> yeah. And I have... I have surpassed that. Um, I am over that screen weight. But I remember back in the day, I said that I was going to like throw out all, all my clothes that were too big, that I didn't want any flexibility for myself in yeah. going up a size. And at that point, I made a joke, literally made a joke on the podcast about how I would wear like a wooden wine barrel if I went above right, a certain weight, right? That, and I like, think, I think I said a burlap sack if I ever got up to that, right? Weight. Like that, I didn't, and I, it was jokey. I don't know if you know this, but we we like to joke around. <laughs> we're funny folks. A lot of people don't think we're funny, but yeah. we do. Yeah, we do this when our daughter isn't home because her rolling her eyes. We is actually not. had a very nice listener write in who who told us that she thought our banter was uh, was funnier than a comedy podcast, which I that which I love. That is yeah. a priority to me. Yeah, that was uh, that. That actually made me more happy than all the people who have written in to say that our <laughs> advice. <laughs> no, just kidding. Uh, just kidding. See, there's a bit of the comedy right there. Yeah, uh, but no, I joked about the the you know wearing a wine barrel. I you know I sh- really shouldn't you know gain weight, and if I did, that that was the telltale sign that it was all over, and I needed to get back down to that lower weight. And it was jokey, but it was also ill informed because I had never maintained. 120 pound weight loss before right and it was kind of my like well this this just doubles down and proves that i'm really serious about maintaining my weight but for every and we'll talk more about this later like for every trip where we go away for every you know covid pandemic thing that happens weight changes over time and we always deserve to have clothing that fits the bodies that we're in right now and fluctuations happen i am a good 25 pounds heavier than i was uh when we started this podcast five years ago and it's not for lack of trying or tracking calories i'll tell you that much yeah but habits change And so for me, knowing that it is okay to have clothing that fits you and to not punish yourself by wearing wooden barrels uh, is really important. So that that in all seriousness is something that I I have changed my tune on. Yeah. And and we've talked about our friend Nicole, who, you know, keeps three different sizes um, in her closet, uh, you know, depending on the season of her life. And I think that that's really been something that I've changed my tune on, too, is that, you know, 
saying that there's no finish line to this also means that that my weight is going to go up and down depending on what's going on in my life. You know, you talked about the different seasons of, yeah, of, yeah, of yeah. life and you know, I I had a I had a very indulgent like Christmas season this past year and it it took me, you know, about the first 6 months of this year to like sort of get myself back to the yeah. to the weight I was <laughs> before yeah. the Christmas season of last year. And that's okay, like it's going to happen. Like I'm going to go up and down, but the the sort of long-term vision is that I'm not going to just stop entirely and that I'm always going to like keep my head in the game in some way, keep, keep a, you know, uh, keep, what do they say? Keep an iron in the fire and, and continue to, to do this and, um, you know, not just throw up my hands and give up because of, you know, some indulgent, uh, you know, days or weeks or whatever, and then go back to the weight I was in, in early 2016. Yeah. So to Nicole's point, having that like literal season change, like you would have coats for winter and different clothes for summer with our seasonal changes of being up on the pound, up, up on the pound, five scales, up on the scale, five pounds. It matters to have clothing that fits in all seasons of your life. So, uh, so yeah, so I've, that is, the jury rests, the, or no? Yeah, the, 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 the defense, defense rests. rests. Yeah. Well, the prosecutors got some more evidence to uh, to uh, um, present right here. Okay. Uh, so, uh, question for you. Okay. If you could go back in time mm. uh, uh, with a, I don't know, time machine of some kind, I prefer DeLorean, where you would sure. take the TARDIS. Sure. Um, if and talk to yourself from seven years ago. Uh, so basically, you know, before you really got going into this, before you learned what you, you knew now, um, what would piece of advice would you give yourself? Um, and, you know, another way to say this is what do you wish you had known then that would have made it easier that you do know now? Well, I think uh, that's a great question, Donald, and I really appreciate it. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, and honestly, for me, and I, I think – the biggest thing and the biggest mindset shift has been and something that I see other people struggle with is the idea that I plan and I'm not saying I will. I bet you're wondering what I'm going to say. I do. I am. I plan on tracking calories for like as long as I can think of. Like I, I don't want to say the rest of my life. Yeah. But I think knowing from day one that one of the skills – for me, for weight loss, is tracking. That's a great answer. And tracking in maintenance is just as important as tracking in losing. So people say, I don't know how to maintain. Maintaining is pedaling. And tracking is pedaling. We are not going to move forward without some sort of attention paid to what we're eating. Because when I don't track, now whether you track your feelings, track your hunger scale, track calories, points, time, whatever, the people that I have seen maintain their weight who have had lifelong weight issues all continue tracking. Yeah. And so for me, like the, well, I don't want to track. Well, I don't want to do whatever. Like it is a gravity issue. Like I can't fight gravity. I know we talked about that recently. It's like paying attention to your credit card statement, your bank statement, your bills, who you owe what to when. It is for me. And it's not even like a negative condition or I'm mad about it. I'm not fighting it. 
And it makes it so much easier to know that it is a resource and a tool that I can use to keep me on track. And I know that for me, that if like just from the beginning, if it was like, if you're going to ma- to if you're going to track your diabetes, if you're <laughs> yeah. going to track your insulin, yeah, it's true. It's like it's like trying to it's like trying to. Uh, well, I mean that's a great example. Tracking my uh, my blood sugar levels without actually like measuring them. Like, well, I just I, I'll just like assume that they're fine. Or or trying to reduce spending without the tracking what you're actually spending or looking at your bank statements or your how much things cost. Yeah, or or trying to like figure out you know, how much gas you have left without looking at your gas gauge. Like, I don't know how, you know, how you do that. Like for me, I, I'm, I'm just sort of repeating what you just said, but like, I, I don't know how to do this without tracking and that's okay. Like I went into this knowing that that was okay. And like, I really don't mind it. I know some people just really, really hate it. But uh, for me, like, I agree with you, I'm going to be doing this for, you know, I, I will say the rest of my life, like, or, you know, basically. <laughs> well, but like like we said back uh, on the episode where we talked about mindful eating, like there might be a season of our lives that we can't predict yet where suddenly we have lots of time and lots of emotional bandwidth and lots of like, hey, now we're going to level up to this for right now based on my weight gain of, you know, I, I've st- I'm still down 120, but like based on the game that I've had, I know that if I hadn't been tracking, it would have like blown out of control. Right. So, uh, so yeah, so tracking is big for me. So Donald, what about you? Well, I had some time to, to think about this and I have, um, a few answers to it. And the first one is that I wish I had believed in myself more. Like I would, I would like to go back and tell myself that I really can do it because when I, when I started this, even, even when I like really kind of got into it, I set a goal of losing 70 pounds. And I, I said to myself, when I set that, I will never hit a 70 pound yeah, weight loss. Yeah, I remember that. But I'm going to set it there because ha ha ha, like what if magically somehow it happened? And then I hit the 70 and then I kept going and, and, and got but to 100. Do you, do you remember after you lost a couple of pounds what I said to you? That you were proud of me? And what did you say to you? I said, set? don't be proud of me I said, yet. Do not be proud yet. <laughs> Do did, not be I proud of me. That. I do not deserve it. And yeah. I was like, it was like, I don't want you to be proud of me until I actually hit my goal weight. So, is what I said. And so then I, I started saying, I don't remember. <laughs> oh, I can't wait to be proud of you. I That's can't what you used to wait say. to be proud of you. <laughs> I can't wait to be proud of see? you. See, see yeah. how that self taught. How does it feel, Donald? Yeah, no, it feels it, it's pretty funny in hindsight. But like, that's what I'm saying. Like, I wish I had, I had really believed that I could do it because I, I look we are all capable of very hard things. Like, and I've said this before on the show, if you think about all of the hard things that you've done in your life, this is another hard thing that you can do. But I really, I had spent my whole life like, you know, half doing it or doing it to a point, like hitting a weight and then just allowing myself to, you know, go right back up the scale that I thought that this was going to be another one of those times. And I, I, you know, wish I had believed in myself more because I really could do it. And you know, how I talk to myself really does matter in all of this. And that's something I don't think I really, that really sunk in until we were like, I had already hit the goal weight and was, you know, well past it at that point. Yeah, I like it. And then, um, you know, another thing uh, we had already, I'm not going to rehash it, but the seasons of life, you know, that 
that there are different seasons. There are times when I'm able to, to do a lot more exercise. I'll add strength training, planks, whatever, running stairs, like that kind of thing. And then there are times when I can't, and that's okay. Like that's yeah. going to happen. And it's not a sign that I'm giving up entirely or anything. It's just, you know, a difference of uh, change in life. And then um, a more practical note is that it is okay to break a streak. That is huge. Like I used to think if I didn't hit my step goal one day, that it was a sign that I that it was over. And like, so I, I would just, I would be out in a parking lot at, you know, you're stealing my, (laughs) I'd be, it, it it would be late at night and I would just be like walking around uh, in circles trying to hit a step goal. Walk next to the bed or whatever. I'm like, what are you doing, pal? Yeah. Because I I thought, yeah. (laughs) Yo, bub. It's nice that I'm your pal. Yeah. Well, and on that streak thing, it's not like anyone, like I know people really get, some people get really motivated by streaks and really love seeing those, but it's not like someone would look at you and be like, hey man, you look really streaky today. Like, (laughs) man, look at that streak vibe you got going on. And I know there are people who focus on tracking streaks and step streaks and what are they called? The, oh, the Closing your circle, closing the circles on the Apple Watch, closing your rings and stuff like that. Like it is a great testament to stick to itiveness. Yeah, I'm going to say that that is is a thing. But sometimes it can be demotivating when you have to work really late, or you forgot your charger, or suddenly you've got a vacation coming up and you don't track a day. Suddenly you feel like you have broken the streak, and now you've got to start over again. And oh my gosh, this isn't like I thought I had it figured out. And then it it can be defeating to some. And we're not about like streaks can be really motivating, but also just knowing that like in the end daily activity matters and a deficit matters. I could track, I could look at my credit card statement for a hundred days in a row and say like, I looked at it for a hundred days in a row. But if I'm overspending and it's gaining interest that I'm not, the, the goal isn't the tracking. The goal is the end that you want, which is not being in debt or maintaining your weight. So just be be careful on the streaking thing because it, it can be dangerous. And, and I, um, I this is a lesson I think I've really only learned over the last couple of years about the breaking streaks. Like I, I won't say the name of it, but, um, and I even promoted it on this show a couple of times. There was an app that I was using uh, regularly to track habits and you would, you would mark that you had done a habit or, you know, you could set up multiple habits and you would mark that you had done it. And then it would, it would like link the circles together. And then if you missed a day, there'd be like a, like a blah, you, you blew it. And, it would always make me feel bad if I missed a day and it would feel like, well, why should I even bother like continuing to do the habit because I missed a day while all my progress is gone and over. And that's just, you know, that's just a false uh, thing that we tell ourselves. Um, You know, you didn't lose all of your progress by not doing something for one day. You lose all your progress when you stop doing it altogether. And then you go back to doing, you know, your old, your old habits. Yeah. And that was a big, uh, important lesson for me to learn. No, that is a very good one. And I'm very proud of you. Thank you. And then on a final, like, super practical note, a a piece of advice that I would like to go back and tell myself about from seven years ago is I would just like to let myself know about the existence of rebounders, (laughs) which are, are these mini trampolines. Like, we used to get up 
and and we still do get up really early, but we used to get up at like 4.30 in the morning and then walk around our neighborhood in the absolute dark and, and, until we sort of realized how not safe that really was. Yeah, I think the youth, <laughs> youth betrayed us. But like in bad weather, when it was super cold out, we'd get bundled up and like it was fun question mark yeah but it was also it started getting a little dangerous as the the mean streets of the los angeles suburbs started closing in around us yeah and so now you know we have these mini trampolines and we don't we don't jump on them we're not like shaking the building Mm -hmm. at at 5 a.m um but you know you sort of mimic the motion of jogging and it doesn't really shake things much and and you know we have the kind that that don't make a lot of noise and um, we're able to then, you know, we can still do it and talk to each other, or we can choose to, you know, watch TV while we're doing it. And it's been really nice to be able to, you know, have the, be indoors, yeah. not have to worry about the weather, not have to worry about, uh, the, the, you know, evil forces outside getting us or, or whatnot. And, and, you know, being able to still get the exercise and the steps and it, it's a really good workout. Also, yeah. you know, it, besides just walking, but, but without having to go to a gym or, you know, do any of that stuff. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, rebounders have been a really big deal. So, uh, and I know we've gotten a lot of questions about them recently. We don't do any workouts. We don't do, like Donald said, we don't do any like CrossFit rebounding, jumping around or whatever. It's uh, it's pretty mellow, man. But it, yeah, uh, my years of running are, are well behind me also. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, so that is, that is a good question. So we are going to round out this episode with one more question. Yeah, um, and then maybe we'll do another part of this where we uh, we ask the other questions we didn't get to on this episode. Yeah, so uh, so for this one, the very last question is, uh, we're going to take you to uh, bippity-boppity-boo, and, <laughs> and we're going to wave a magic wand. Uh, and uh, the, the question actually is, as yes, I'm getting to it, the words it. that I'm going to say is, if you could wave a magic wand and get people to stop or start doing one thing, what would it be? Well, for me, thank yes. you for asking such a good question. Thank you. Um, uh, for me, it would be to stop calling foods good or bad. Yeah. I would love to wave a magic wand and and make that go away, like, entirely. And it, you know, I spent years and years, like, calling foods good or bad and then thinking when i ate the foods that were bad that i was bad that i was like like, you know i was putting this moral judgment on on the food or on myself and it's just food there's no there's no good or bad it's not moral like the food there's there's calorie dense food there's like calorie light food and there's everything in between and some some food is healthier than others, but it's not about being good or bad. And I have learned over over the last seven years that I can fit whatever kind of food that I want, that I choose to, into my plan. And it makes my life so much easier and so much more enriching. And I don't carry that guilt around with me when I have a food that I'm calling bad because I don't do that anymore. Right. So there are foods with high nutrition value that have nutrients and that help with fiber and protein and all the things. And then there are delicious foods that do all of the things. And then there are sweet foods. There are foods that don't agree with me. There are foods that make me feel energetic. There are husbands that don't agree with you. You you have one of those. But letting go, like letting go of the, the cheat day or the cheat meal. I know that word 
the or that phrase comes up a lot and there's just no like there's no cheating it's just you living your life the hamburglar maybe cheats a little bit by, yeah. by stealing, by stealing food. meals. Yeah. By or, st- or like maybe like Yogi Bear is stealing yeah. picnic baskets. Maybe that is technically a cheat meal. Yeah. But it's not a test. It's not a relationship. It's just food that either fits whatever your goal is or doesn't. And having a better relationship with foods matters, but there's no – uh, there's no moral value on home churned butter from dairy cows that you've raised from your 4-H camp versus buying <laughs> it at the, wow, uh, you know the grocery store. You know me so star. well my 4-H camp. Yeah, I did all that. But like there's not, no not there's no moral value in wheat bread over white bread. There's you know, satisfaction and a million other things. But yeah, letting go of that good food or bad food. I heard a woman at the uh, the movies the other day tell her kid that uh, frozen slushy drink was bad for you. And hearing that, that, uh, that conversation was just a reminder that we are telling future generations how to think about food. Yeah. Now, not to say that it's high in sugar or it's will spoil your appetite for dinner or, you know, what the what the feeling is, but yeah. just saying it's good or bad is uh is reductive. So. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh so do you have uh do you have any another answer to that question? Uh, I do. Oh. I do. All right, let's Funny that you should ask. <laughs> uh, and so we're, we're actually going to round out the episode here. And I think I wanted to make sure that this – we ended on this one because it's a biggie. Oh. It's a doozy. Uh-oh. What I don't know I if wish, I'm ready for it. If I had a big wand yeah. that I could wave yeah. at our wave fine – Wave a wand? At our Holt uh, <laughs> chums, it would be to stop stopping. Stop oh. stopping. There is no stopping. Yeah. There is no, just like there's no finish line, whatever we're doing, we're making choices each day. Whatever you decide you want to, you know, stop tracking, stop walking, stop whatever is fine. But there is something on the other side of that door or that app. Yeah. We're still making choices day by day. And when we think of it as either being on or off, uh, you know, a, a sort of a black or white situation, we don't take into account that we still have choices to make. And we can either go into self-destructive habits in revenge. I tried Weight Watchers. It, I didn't like the points. It was, you know, they charged me too much for whatever, <laughs> like bugles. I don't know. Bugles have calories and points. Sure they do. And I hate it. So I'm qu- I'm quitting Weight Watchers. I'm quitting ca- counting calories. I'm, I'm quitting the gym. I can't afford it. Whatever situation you're in, you're still making choices. And I would rather people focus on what they can continue to keep in their lives, take apart the whole of, I'm not going to do Weight Watchers, but I really like that they focus on filling vegetables and fruit. Yeah. That's great. Like, I don't need to stop doing that just because I'm not paying for a Weight Watchers membership. Well, and I don't do Weight Watchers anymore, but like what they taught me about tracking calories, like in in the case of Weight Watchers, it was points, but like tracking all the food I ate, like I'm still using that to this day. Right. So just because I'm not signing up for the 5K doesn't mean that I can't still prioritize getting in a daily walk or a da- like we've been doing daily cul-de-sac walks. We uh, have. There's a cul-de-sac near 
near us. After uh, the sun comes up. <laughs> yes, after the sun comes up. It makes it sound like we live in like, I don't know, what what's that movie? The Like the the, the Purged or whatever. It's, right. It's fine. It's yeah. just we're, yeah. we're older now. It's fine. But like really thinking about what's on the other side. If you quit a job, you still need to live somewhere and have some sort of way to make money. So it's the same thing with managing our weight loss and our weight maintenance lives because we are in a position where we know now it's not well I, I was doing this but now it's you know it's not the right season or Donald's away so I can't do it I've got school what can I do instead of focusing on what I what is not possible assessing your season realizing what what tools you do have, what you like to do, like Donald said, and thinking about the reframe of every day matters. Even if we don't know exactly what we're doing, we don't have our whole lives planned out, we can still make conscious decisions about things that make us feel good. I know I feel better when I stay away from sugar in the daytime. I know I feel better when I have some vegetables. Look, I said it without saying it weird. <laughs> you were... I know I feel better when I have salad. It's, it's like like our fathers. Like I don't. Oh like my they, gosh! They both Impossible. Say, they both say library all the time, and I I don't know anymore whether they know how to say it correctly. Like I think it started where they were saying it incorrectly on purpose, and now they both say library without thinking about it. Anyway, but like. If we can just focus on the things that we know are in our best interest, I know it's in my best interest if I get on the scale. I know having a salad is a good thing for me. I know drinking water is a good thing for me. And I know a daily walk is good for me. So stop stopping. Stop that like, that's it. I just can't deal where we dive back into old habits because I promise you I could gain 30 pounds by Christmas if I just decided to revenge eat my way oh, back yeah, up to scale. So, uh, so yeah, so I think we're going to, we're going to stop it there for today. Well, thank you so much for listening. And, uh, uh, you know, you, I think it's funny that you said, uh, stop, stop, stop. I know I was going to say, like, now we're going to stop for the I was, day. Yeah. I actually was like, I should have said, we're going to pause. Yeah. Just exactly. like one of our P words. So please do not stop listening to this show. Uh, keep that habit in place. Uh, uh, we appreciate it. We are grateful for each and every one of you. And I think we will be back uh, soon with another episode where we ask uh, each other even more. Questionable queries. Yeah. Ooh, questionable queries. I like it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Catherine made a face. That I'm she like, she is that a good name? She didn't like her own uh, her own suggestion for a title. Uh, again, thank you so much for listening. Uh, all of our episodes are still available wherever you found this one. We are available on all of the major podcast platforms and also anytime on our website at weonlylookthin.com. Yep, and if you are at weonlylookthin.com, click on that link for join our support group to find out more about Walt Place. We Only Look Thin Place is a Facebook-based accountability group for women. We are not a weight loss plan. But we are a place for accountability, check-ins, live Zoom meetings. Uh, sometimes I do one-on-one -on -one, uh, meetings with uh, with Walt members yeah. if they need some extra help. It is a great supportive community full of people doing different plans, but we all have similar struggles. So uh, if you are interested in more information, you can head over to our website. Again, we have two subscription options, a monthly option with a three-day complimentary trial and a 
quarterly subscription with a seven-day complimentary trial to see if Wool Place is right for you. Yeah, so please check it out. Look, I had to marry Catherine Weigel to have the kind of access to her that you will have <laughs> by joining Wool Place. Uh, you can also interact with us on social media. We are at We Only Look Thin on Facebook and Instagram. And you could also send us an email. Uh, we uh, love hearing from you. If you uh, have a question, if you have compliments, um, if you have episode suggestions, uh, we like to hear from you too. We only look thin at gmail.com. Yep. And if you have a couple of extra minutes and can head over to Apple Podcasts, please leave us a rating and a review. Not only does oh, yeah, it let do us know that what we're doing matters, but it also helps others find us when they are looking for podcasts. We actually, uh, we can't see all of the international uh, comments that we get, but we did actually get one from, I think, Malaysia the other day. Oh, that's uh, fantastic. Saying that we were awesome. So thank you so much for people around the world uh, letting us know that we're part of your lives. It, like it really is amazing to think that we're uh, we're in your your head in a other countries. Absolutely. Uh, in in you know whatever part of the world you're in, we are grateful for you. Um, and also we would be grateful if you would just tell somebody about the show. If uh, if you're face to face with somebody uh, on a telephone call, if people still do that, um, and uh, you know you know somebody who might get something out of the show and it comes up we would love it if you would give us a shout out um or uh, if you're on uh, the interwebs and you're in like a Discord server or a Facebook group or a Reddit group, um, I'm uh, I'm on a I'm on a lot of Reddit groups about uh, weight loss and fitness all the time. Um, if you would give us a shout out in one of those groups, it really helps the show grow. Uh, word of mouth is one of the best ways uh, to keep that going. Yeah, we actually I I saw on on Lose It on Facebook the other day uh, someone actually suggested our podcast as one of the inspiring ways that they have managed their their weight so like it really like i see that and it means so much it really is amazing so thank you it really really does so the next time you're thinking about putting the whole system on trial <laughs> just remember that Catherine and i are an, an inspiration. inspiration we forgot to talk about the lincoln lawyer like also being an inspiration inspiration <laughs> Is the Lincoln lawyer an inspiration? What about a motorcycle lawyer? Oh, yeah. Broom, broom. The information that you hear on this podcast is for informational purposes only. The hosts are not medical professionals. You should always consult with your doctor, nurse, or other certified health professional before beginning any diet or fitness program. <laughs>